Okay, good evening. Today is Tuesday, August 23rd, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is A Vision for You, and our speaker tonight is Veronica B. Thank you, Veronica. Hi, thank you, Victoria. My name is Veronica, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater and bulimic, and I'm in uh, California. And I want to thank um, Francesca for asking me to come out tonight and share. And um, I get to share on chapter 11, A Vision for You, which is the relationship chapter. And if you finish all 12 steps, you you know, this is the last chapter of um, the first 164 pages. And I'll just share a little bit about um, what it was like, what happened, what it's like for me today. And then um, add what I found in this chapter for me that really speaks to me. Um, I am the oldest of four girls and I have uh, four sisters and I have two older brothers and my parents are immigrants from Mexico. And growing up in my household was really crowded. And at a very young age, I had to take care of my younger siblings. And I just remember hating that responsibility. And so there was always a lot of us in the house. I had to share my bed. Um, and we, then our aunt lived with us and her daughter lived uh, with us too. So there was just a lot of us. And I was told that I was the only child out of all of us that would always ask for a second serving of food. And that I always had a pacifier in each hand, you know, and, and I was an overweight child. Okay. And then, um, so I was overweight. And then when I was 15 years old, I asked my mom to take me to a diet doctor and this doctor gave me amphetamine pills and I lost 40 pounds. And when I went back to see the doctor, he wouldn't give me any more pills. And that's when I discovered eating and throwing up. I had discovered bulimia. And it worked really well for me. I, it was very easy for me. It was a very uh, secretive habit that I had um, started. And because, uh, you know, food does something for me. I always felt like out of place. I always felt like um, apart from, like just my insides always felt um, just like I wasn't, like I just wasn't enough or um, I, I didn't like how I felt inside, like disconnected from, from you. And, um, and food took care of that. Like food never let me down. I knew that food would like calm me down. It would just calm my nerves down. Just knowing that I would go get my binge on, like that calmed me down. And I remember I, I became a, a flight attendant for the airlines and I would serve all my first class passengers. And then I would eat all the leftover food and go in the lavatory, make myself throw up. And I would pray I wouldn't see my, my, my other colleagues because like I would mess up my makeup, my eyes get all watery. I'd have to reapply my lipstick and it was a lot of trouble, you know? And um, I like high calorie, high fattening foods. Okay, that is what I like. It like changes how I see things for five minutes. And, um, and so I became bulimic and I practiced that behavior for 15 years I, until I came into the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous. And I came into the rooms in, uh, in 09 and I got a sponsor right away and she had me do certain things. And uh, this chapter talks about um, 
you know, talks about being lonely. And uh, on page 151, it talks about the, the hideous four horsemen, terror, bewilderment, frustration, despair. Unhappy drinkers who read this page will understand, well, that was me. That's what I suffer from. You know, that's the best way to describe it. And that's alcoholism for me. You know, um, I always felt like despair. And so the food just took care of that. And, and only, oh, it talks about here on the next page, 152, it says, um, I know I must get along without liquor, but how can I? Have you a sufficient substitute? Yes, there is a substitute and it is vastly more than hat. It is a fellowship in Alcoholics Anonymous. There you will find release from care, boredom and worry. And then at the bottom, it says, um, you will make long life friends. You will be bound to them with new and wonderful ties for you will escape disaster together and you will and you will commence shoulder to shoulder your common journey. And so this is the fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous, right? And I looked at the word fellowship and it says friendly association with people who share one's interests. So what do we share here? What is our common interest here? It's um, I am connected to you through my struggle. Like I struggle with my eating disorder, my compulsive eating. And um, and so nobody understands me like, like another compulsive overeater understands me, okay? And so um, it talks about this, that I get to crave the fellowship. Um, I get to choose the fellowship that I crave. And, um, and I also, you know, started reading on Google about fellowship just to get a better understanding. And it says, it said, how do you start a fellowship? Well, this, this was kind of interesting. It says, uh, you team up with someone. So I got one friend in OA in the beginning. It says, uh, stay consistent. I was told to go to regular meetings on regular meeting days. This way people get to know me. I um, start to become accountable. People get used to seeing me. Um, and the next one is stay committed. Okay, and, and getting a service commitment is a great way to stay committed. On days where I don't wanna show up, I'm like, oh man, but I got this commitment, I gotta show up, you know? So that's how service keeps you committed. And, um, and it says, talk to people, stay flexible. Like I gotta stay flexible, right? When I get these outreach calls, uh, people say, are you available? Yes, you know, just say yes. I was taught to just say yes here. And then seven is the funniest. It says, just do it. Okay, just do it. Okay, well, for me, I was taught very early on in recovery that um, doesn't matter how I feel, it matters what I do. So this is what I got to practice when I first came into Overeaters Anonymous. I would walk into a room and I would um, was not allowed to sit down on my seat. I had to like work the room. I had to go and shake hands and say hello. And I know now that we're on Zoom, like I can take phone numbers down and just make those phone calls, you know? And um, so there's no excuse. And now with Zoom, I can travel all around the world and get on a meeting. So there's no excuse for me. And um, so it talks about the fellowship and then it goes on to talk about working with others. 
and how important it is to my abstinence. Like this is what is going to help me stay abstinent and stay in a recovered state is I have to give it away. And I think it's so beautiful how on page 154, you know, the second paragraph is talking about Bill's having a hard time in sobriety. He wanted so much to talk with someone, but whom? I don't know about you, but there's been many times where I, I feel so alone that I need to stop, talk to another compulsive eater. And I just, I feel like, uh, like despair, but I don't have to be in despair because I have so many contacts that of, of women willing to help talk to me. And, um, and then it goes down further where it says, uh, fear gripped him. He was on thin ice. So they're talking about that Bill's having a hard time and he's on thin ice. Like he is thinking about drinking, but what does he do? Instead, he goes into a church, a random church, and he picks up the phone and he just makes a phone call and he uh, gets in contact with Dr. Bob, who he's going to help get sober. Like he just starts thinking about who can I help? I must help somebody. And that really just is the program of, of, the 12 step program really in a nutshell like this these 12 steps have um given me a new way of living it's given me a higher power of my understanding and in order for me to stay connected with my higher power and to stay in the flow of the spirit i have to uh, think of you i have to think of others i have to help others and this is the only thing that's going to help me stay abstinent and recovered and feeling like I have purpose today. And um, so, you know, they talk about how, um, you know, they have to have a spiritual experience. Like that's the only thing that's going to uh, make me change how I think because my disease centers in my mind. And, um, you know, it's for me, it's step one is, you know, I'm powerless over my binge foods, compulsive eating, and my life is unmanageable. The unmanageability is my inner turmoil. It's my inner, um, you know, my spiritual malady. So um, for me, I know that this is an inside job and only the 12 steps is going to help me have a psychic change sufficient. It's gonna help me have a sufficient amount of change to change my thinking. And um, so I must do this work. I must, I must do the spiritual actions that they talk about in here. I mean, all over this chapter it talks about spiritual activities. Um, and then it talks about how Bob got sober. You know, he saw that he would have to face his problem squarely, that God might give him mastery. You know, mastery is com comprehensive knowledge in the subject. So meaning like for me, I had to um, just be desperate enough to like do it somebody else's way, a recovered person's way, someone who uh, the problem had been solved, you know, and that's um, my sponsor, my sponsor that I met on Vision a year and a half ago. And when I came in in 09, I got abstinent right away. My obsession to um, throw up was removed immediately, but the food was not so clean at first. In fact, I would eat two 
um, abstinent meals. And then for dinner, I would still eat like a binge food. And it would be like a bag of Cheetos and sugar-free Reese's Pieces cups. And I would call myself abstinent, you know, but I, I still wasn't willing to surrender the food and I did not have food neutrality. And I was, I was like that for 10 years in the rooms of OA until about a year and a half ago where I, I decided to work with a, a sponsor to take me through the steps out of the big book. I had never worked the steps out of the big book before. And I had a whole different uh, spiritual uh, awakening because of it. And I got really clear about my binge foods, my binge ingredients. And, um, and as a result today, I have food neutrality, you know, and today I have a God of my understanding that like is with me always because he lives inside of me. He's deep, deep down inside of me. And I, I continue to do this work so that I can, you know, keep my channel clear and like just keep doing God's work. And, and so that God can keep changing me. I can't change on my own. Only God can do that for me. So, um, so there's just so much stuff in here um, that talks about spirituality. And, you know, for me, um, like, what does that mean, really, spirituality? Well, I know what spirituality is not. I know that, you know, judgment is not spiritual. I know that uh, being revengeful is not spiritual, right? Because I was like, if you hurt me, I'm going to hurt you. This is how I used to think, okay? Uh, I know that uh, gossip is not spiritual. Um, I know that... Um, you know, selfishness is not spiritual. Like I know what it's not. So that for me, it's like a lot of contrary action. And um, it's, it's like a muscle that I have to practice. It's like when you do push-ups and like you do them, you do them, you over time, you build muscle. It's the same thing with the steps. You know, once you work the steps, you get to live the steps by practicing the steps, practice, practicing the, the principles that we learn here. And um, the best way to do that is to work with others. You know, you get to work the, the book together. You get to help someone and guide someone so they can have their spiritual awakening. And that is my purpose today. My purpose is to help the suffering compulsive eater and to stay abstinent and to just, you know, I've gone from a, a taker to a giver, you know, today, the way I think is, um, you know, what can I contribute to this situation? Not what can I get from it? You know, how can I be a bright, shiny star in someone's day? You know, this is like my thinking now, you know, because our common goal is like to do God's will, right? Five, five minutes, Veronica. Thank you. This is what uh, the book tells me. Like, um, that's like what I, I, I am, I'm a seeker. Like I, I just want to do God's will and it's not easy. It's not easy. This is a very slow process. It's about, for me, pain is a number one motivator. 
when I'm in a character defect that brings me so much pain, for me, I have to be sick and tired to be sick and tired of it before like I can just ask God, okay, now I, I am ready. God, please remove this character defect of jealousy. For me, it's jealousy and um, compare and despair. You know, it's a long list. We don't have enough time, but you, you get the picture. Like, it's really about me just asking God to God, please, please help me, God. Like, help me. And my favorite paragraph of this chapter is the last paragraph. And it kind of sums up the, the program. It says, abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you on the fellowship of the spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. I abandon myself to God every morning. I abandon myself to God multiple, multiple times in the day, multiple times in the day. Um, you know, what does that look like? That looks like, you know, being in working steps 10, 11, and 12, 10, 11, and 12, you know, six and seven, six and seven. God, help me remove this, you know, help me just be different than jealousy, you know, admit your faults to him. You know, this is where my, my I stay current with my sponsor. So two things I've, I've done perfectly in OA is I've never left and I've always had a sponsor. I need to have someone to be accountable to. And I, for me, I need a sponsor and I have a food plan and I weigh and measure. And having a food plan keeps me um, having and experiencing food neutrality and just the freedom with the food. And I also have a behavioral plan. Just like I have a food plan, I have a behavior plan, okay? And um, give freely of what you find. I say yes. I say yes to whoever needs help. It's not my business who stays and who goes. I say yes. I was taught to say yes. Someone needs help. Yes. I just say yes. And um, like I said, I don't have to like it. I just have to do it. I, I don't have to feel like doing it. I just have to do it. It doesn't matter how I feel. It matters what I do. And that like it's, and the phone is not even heavy for me. It's so easy for me to pick up the phone today. And that was because my sponsor had me call three people when I was new every day. Like my, the phone is so light for me. That's the advantage of, you know, taking these contrary actions that how are they going to help me get a connection with God? Well, let me tell you, I may not want to, you know, I may not have wanted to show up tonight, but I am so happy that I did. You know, I, I, I may see a column like, oh, I have nothing. Like I'm having a bad day. I got nothing, but I pick it up anyways. And I feel so much better. Like there's God, God has infused me with power just with connecting and just doing what I say I'm going to do. So I know for me, um, it's contrary action. It's connecting with God by um, connecting with you. And, um, and the more I connect with you, the more I know I'm doing God's work. And it doesn't have to be another compulsive eater. For me, it's like my mom, she's 80 years old with Alzheimer's. Like I get to go and care for her. I get to do that. And I get to be a loving daughter, you know, and I get to make my mom's life very comfortable. That's my purpose, you know? And um, 
But on my own, I was selfish and self-centered. I am my own, like I'm a taker, you know? So this program has uh, rearranged my heart and, um, and I put OA, like I stay in the middle of Overeaters Anonymous. I stay in the middle, I stay seen, I force myself to share at meetings just to stay current and, um, and accountable. And I think that's my time because I haven't I'm heard. Perfect, perfect oh. time. Well, thank you again for letting me share and everyone have a good night. Thank you so much, Veronica. We will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares as this is a big book study. Sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Will the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up? The speaker is asked a question. Please allow three minutes for the answer. Okay, first up we have Jojo. Hi, I'm Jojo and thank you to the speaker. I just was wondering if um, you could elaborate on what a behavioral plan means. That's a great question, a behavioral plan. It's, yeah, it's like um, being kind to my sister when I don't want to be kind to her, uh, not being uh, revengeful towards my sister. So right now there's a lot of family conflict because, um, you know, I said I have four, I have three sisters and we had to take one sister to court because she was abusing our mom, verbally abusing her. So we had her removed from the house and it was heartbreaking for me because I love this sister. However, I have to um, be my mom's advocate and make sure my mom is, is safe and protected. So I had to do the right thing. So I had to be nice and respectful to my sister during this time, during uh, when we went to court. And now when she comes visit our mom, like I have to be respectful towards her, even though um, I feel very uncomfortable. And it's like principles over personalities. This is what I try to practice today. It's, it's you know, all the principles of um, being honest, um, and um, really it's just mostly taking a lot of contrary action to how I'm feeling. If, if you wrong me, like I don't get to wrong you today. I get to just kill you with kindness. And it's just all those things. Like I don't get to keep a laundry list with my boyfriend, what he's doing, what he's not doing. Like I get, I, I get to give back. I get to be generous, even though like, I mean, I get nothing in return. I, I get to be really nice to my other sister who is very bossy. And um, like I'm less, I'm less sensitive today. So this program has helped me grow thicker skin, and I'm not so quick to hurt. I'm no quick. I'm not so quick to get offended. This is all that uh, the steps have taught me 
you know, this book is filled with um, how to behave and how to work with others. And that's how, what I try to practice. But right now, since I'm in a relationship uh, with my boyfriend, like I have to practice not being jealous. So I get to be trustworthy and loving a day at a time. And then, you know, act in that manner. Um, at work, I get to act better than I feel. I, I, I'm still a flight attendant and I work on these flights are full and people are very impatient and entitled. And I get to still show up and with a smile and be nice to them and not take things personally. So all these things I've learned here, like act better than you feel, fake it till you make it, like all these slogans have helped me. And um, and asking God throughout the day just to help me, God, you know, um, and being aware. Thank you. Thank you, Jojo, for that question. Veronica, for the answer. Um, Erica, you're next, followed by Stacey. Hi, everyone. Um, hi, Veronica. My name is Erica. I'm a compulsive overeater. And um, it was really, really good to hear you this evening. Um, I am at the beginning of my journey. So I just, um, I guess you're never really done with step one, but like I, you know, <laughs> but I'm like heading into like the writing of step two now. Um, so I love what you said about like, it doesn't, I don't know, I'm not going to quote you exactly, but like, it's not how you feel. It doesn't matter how you feel. It's like matters what you do. So like, that's where I'm at. Right. Cause like, I'm just like raw and like, I have all these feelings. Cause like, I'm not like anesthetizing anymore. And, you know, I've been making phone calls at like the guidance of my sponsor and no matter like what I talk about with people that I call, it just helps to know that like someone understands that I'm going through, even though I never really met this person before. Right. Like I've talked, like I talked to someone today who I don't even know what she looks like, you know? And like, wow, like we, we had a great conversation for like 10 minutes, you know, and I felt better, you know, when I shared that, like, you know, I felt kind of like vulnerable today and uncomfortable, but that was okay. You know, and my sponsor, um, reminded me that like, these are the things that work, right? Like taking the action and making the calls every day and like doing the writing on the work is why, well, I don't know if it's why, but like, I'm still here, right? Like, obviously something is working. So it's, um, so it's very positive. And like, when I think of vision for you and like what it's about, it's like a vision of like, you know, what my life will be like, no longer being alone and suffering in this, in this illness, you know, because yes, like I may always have it, but I don't have to go through it alone, you know, and that's very powerful. And, and you definitely, you know, shared that in your lead tonight. So I'm grateful to be here. Thanks. Thank you, Erica. Stacy. Thank you. Hi, I'm Stacy. I'm a compulsive overeater. I wanted to show up and say hi to everybody and in the group. Um, I am working the steps um, through the big book in a group. I'm being um, led by somebody who's phenomenal. And um, it's a very different experience this time than, than when I've done it in the past. Like I'm just getting all these aha moments, which is really exciting for me. And thank you so much for your share. That was Really amazing. And I am towards the beginning, right? We're just about to go to step through two. It's this program and I, and, and I, and I'm starting to understand how the program works and what it's about. And, you know, but I have to say, like, I can't imagine not being selfish and self-centered at this point. Like I, I, I really can't. 
Um, it's just kind of how I've been my whole life. And, and it feels like that's how I have to be. And I'm going to do an experiment and see what happens. I'm going to do this program to the very best of my ability and do everything that I am told. And we'll see if that lessens, you know, I, I can't imagine it lessening. I, I have to say, so I would, you shared how selfish and self-centered you were. And I would love to hear if you have any um, feedback on what I just said. And I'm also trying to get my morning prayer routine. Um, I'm a little confused about if you pray first, you met it, whatever. And I would just love to hear how other people do it. Thank you. Yes. Uh, I think you can respond to that, Veronica, if you'd like. For a bit. Oh, okay. Um, welcome. Welcome. So excited for you. Um, it doesn't matter what order you do your morning meditation, your prayers. What matters is that you just do it. What matters is you just, you get a routine. You know, for me, like I, first thing I wake up and I hop on my vision for you meeting. First thing, um, even like if I'm away traveling, like in my hotel room, I put on a, a recorded speaker. Like I have to, you know, uh, the brain uh, grows what it feeds on. So I have to just fill myself up with like spiritual books, with spiritual readings, a meeting. Um, I have to set my intention for the day, right? I ask God, help me, God, set my intention for the day, help it be divorced from self-pity, selfish motives. And then like, you know, and, and that's what I do. And today, like this way of living, is just, it's a part of me today from doing it since when I first walked in the rooms. And if I don't do it, I'm off. I'm not as patient. I'm not as tolerant. I'm not as, you know, free. And, and some days are heavier than other days because maybe I'm going through a hard time like, or I'm struggling. But, um, you know, um, I, those days I just, I root for midnight and I just, I keep filling up my brain with spirituality um, meetings. And um, I really like what I heard the other day of um, like spiritual maturity. And let me see if I have it here. Uh, this is what I'm aiming for. Spiritual maturity, suffering while waiting patiently with a good attitude while trusting God and continuing to be a blessing to other people. This is where God wants me to be. And this is what I thrive to do every day. You know, I, I really want to um, just be the little light in somebody's day. Just a smile, just a hello, how are you? I push myself on the hard days. I push myself to do it anyways. And then I always feel better. So get your routine. It's going to become a part of you. And um, you'll see, you'll, you'll start to get the flow. Like you'll start to get God's power. You'll start to get filled up because all the other stuff is going to go away. And it's going to get substituted by God's power. So. Thank you so much, uh, Stacey, for that question and Veronica for that response. I'm going to go ahead and ask the Zoom host to stop the recording so that we can have